Testing, testing. 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 My mic is on, but the keys aren't on. Done. Okay. Am I good? Is that loud enough, Stephanie? Whoa. Well, I testing. I can. Can you hear what I'm saying? Can you hear what I'm saying, Stephanie? Yeah. Okay. Stephanie, what what channel are you on? Your what color are you? Green, but they're all green now. So. Yeah, I don't know. On your iPad or your phone or whatever. Has Mike showed you that yet? No. Okay. I mean, we don't have to do inner ears, but uh, there's no keys at all. No, not it's in the just house. Just if people come, Charlie. Mm-hmm. I said if people come, looking like they don't know what's going on. Hey, you're probably muted. Okay, go ahead. Now try it. I am. Nothing still. You're not muted anymore, though. Play, yeah. play, play. I am. I'm not even seeing any input on the Yeah, I'm. Ba- I'm playing. Yeah, there's nothing coming in. Do you want me to unplug it? I mean, uh, power down and power back up. Yeah, and then check your connection at the back too, because I'm not even getting. If people come in, can you hand them one of these? And then if I have like a blank spot, you know, like on this list of mine, I have a blank spot, I'll just say, can someone come up and do the next prayer, anybody? Cause I, yeah, because I don't want to do the whole thing. You're doing the church? There it is. We have piano. Piano. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, there's no inner ears, but that's okay. We'll just do without the inner ears tonight. Yeah, it's in the house. It's not in here. So my speakers for my keys are pointed out that way. It's okay. We'll make it work. It's okay. I don't know. I have no idea. Because <laughs> it's the new one, yeah. I'm just on channel one, I guess. Is No, I'm supposed to be on three, I think. Auxiliary three. I don't know what that means, but it's okay. We don't. We can just do without. I can hear it in the house. Nah, it's okay. Testing one two one two one two one two. Testing one two.
Should I talk or not? <laughs> okay. Okay, I just want to say thank you to everybody who came here tonight. Thank you for taking the time out of uh, the this opportunity to pray for our nation we thank you Lord that you have plans and purposes for our nation for those in authority over us this evening we're going to go through the seven mountains of culture here at Identity Church praying through family church workplace education military government and arts and media. What I ask you can either follow the prayer that's in the pamphlet that has been provided or you can pray your own prayer. Uh, just be mindful of the time. We'd like to do this within an hour. Okay, so Susan, I'm going to call Susan Meeker up because she's going to be praying right after me. So this year... This prayer initiative is based on 2 Corinthians 3.17, and we're asking the Spirit of God to be poured out over our country, over our families, pour out his love, his life, and his liberty into each citizen of the United States of America. So, Lord, we just thank you. I will begin in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19. I'm going to actually start in 17. I pray, Father, that Christ would dwell in our hearts through faith. I pray, Father, that we would be rooted and grounded in love, that we would be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and the height, to know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge. I pray that each of us would be filled with all the fullness of God. So Holy Spirit, I ask that you prompt every family to bow before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, granting them according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit, rooted and grounded in love, and be filled up with all the fullness of God. Father, we know that you made the family before you made the church. So, Father, we just stand in the gap for families that are um, 
under, under hardship, Lord, whether it's relational or financial or spiritual, Lord. Um, fill our families, drawing us closer to you and one another. Make our families your instruments of love, life, and liberty in the communities where you have established us. And uh, as our children have grown up, Lord, and gone to other places to live and work, Lord, that you would carry on your mission through them. Father, you said in Acts uh, 24 uh, through 28, the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by hands. He is not served by human hands as if he needed anything because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else. From one man he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth and he determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. just going to read and then I'll get into it it says uh, one day when the crowds were being baptized Jesus himself was baptized and he was praying the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove and a voice from heaven said you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy and Father, I just pray that last part where you say, you are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. And Father, I just pray over the fathers. I pray over each and every one of us in here that we know that we are dearly and beloved, that you love us. And it starts with the family, that in the household we we can receive your love and then shoot it out, Lord. But I pray in the fullness of your love, in every aspect, Lord. And I know there's a humbling there that needs to take place. But I pray that we can can just bow ourselves to your love. And that's what I pray. That's what I pray. I think we all agree that he started with a family that's why we start off praying for the family when I look at the church it is the operational system of the family business it's where the government of God rests upon his bride and so I just want to Ephesians chapter 4 verses 3 and 5 that we would be diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace, knowing that there is one body and one spirit, just as we are called, and one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. There's a transformation going on 
in this nation concerning the bride of Christ. And God is sending angelic hosts to protect his bride. And God is changing his bride. She's not what she has been called to be yet, but she's being transformed without spot or wrinkle. And as the church walks into the fullness of the spirit of, of, of unity and oneness, we declare and decree that, that, that the world will see the reflection of Jesus Christ himself and that the unity of the brethren will become the calling card of the gospel and that the government of the kingdom will start resting upon the shoulders of the bride. The church has taken some bruises, but the church is the only system that will release the gospel of the kingdom. And we just thank you for the unity of the brethren. We thank you for the unity of the faith. We declare and decree that the unity of the faith will become more important of our pet doctrines. It will become more important than our pet theories. That love will become the currency. That love will become the currency of exchange between one another. And the bride will become the radiant glory that she was called to be. So we just declare and decree that the church comes forth, comes out of its, its, its sloop, stupor, sloper, drunkenness, drugness, whatever it is. You know that thing. That she wakes up. Yeah, she gets off her Percocet. See, you you don't need Percocet for your pain when your wounds have been healed. So the days of needing your Percocet are over because Jesus has already paid the price and and our wounds are healed. And I I really believe that, that, that we're going to see this season that the church is going to arise according to the way the Father has declared and decreed. Who's next? together to spread the gospel and do justice bringing love life and liberty throughout their communities amen my scripture says this is galatians 6 10 as we have therefore opportunity let us do good unto all men especially unto them who are of the household of faith so that means us we have to stand together. We are the body of Christ. So we need to pray for one another that we should be feel like Jesus who gave us the second commandment, love one another as I have loved you. By this, the world will know that you are my disciples. So that is the fulfillment of Christ. If we can walk like that, then we are united, right? Amen. And we will be able to walk as a church. May God bless you. Amen.
We have one last scripture for for the church. It's from Psalms 33, verses 1 through 5. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings, and sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy, for the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. So Lord, we just thank you that your Holy Spirit will fill us with the desire that we would sing and serve skillfully. We thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will stir up joy and the desire to work in your kingdom and worship according to your word. We thank you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit will stir up desire for us to walk in your ways. We thank you, Lord.
thank you, Lord. We thank you that your spirit is surely everywhere. And as we address the next mountain, the workplace, I just want to begin by saying thank you, Lord, that your spirit is with each and every one of us at our jobs. And I thank you, Lord, that your word calls us to contemplate and to be mindful of you in whatever we do, that we would work and do our work with all our heart as if we were working for the Lord. That is what your word says in Colossians 3.23, and I thank you, Lord, for that opportunity for each and every American. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Heavenly Father, we pray your spirit filled people in the workplace would be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, love, life, and liberty knowing that our toil is not in vain in the Lord. Lord, we just thank you for the workplace. I thank you that all through Scripture you declared and decreed that your people would become prosperous and that um, through, through our sweat, we, we would have dominion. But because of the cross, we should not have to sweat. And we thank you that there's a, there's a rest in what we do. So in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, says, Be filled, taught, and inspired with the word and spirit of the Lord to be equipped for every good work. So Lord, I thank you that the entrepreneur spirit is being released to the body of Christ. That, that we're canceling the nonprofit mentality of the church and we will become profitable in our careers, in our educations, we'll become profitable in every act of business. We'll become profitable into our uh, government seats of authority. We'll become profitable in our business and, uh, the, as elders at the gate. That, that the church will take up its rightful place and be a leader in the seven mountain mandate. That we will take our place in the workplace. And that, that the world will come to the church for, for business, for business uh, wisdom and business uh, entrepreneurship. And that, that, that the world will say that there is a wisdom and a knowledge because we've been taught by the, by the word and the spirit. We thank you that you said word and spirit in that scripture. Because, Lord, if we just have the word, we'll be dry. If we just have the spirit, we won't be balanced. You said word and spirit because you want us to be have the freedom of the spirit, but the grounding of the word. And we thank you that the church is coming into its fullness. And we declare and decree it in Jesus' mighty name.
So the scripture um, that I have an honor of reading is Isaiah chapter 1, verse 17. And that is, learn to do right, seek justice, encourage the oppressed, defend the cause of the fatherless, and plead the case of the widow. So, Father, Lord God, right now I just uplift our education system, my Lord God. I uplift every staff member, my Lord God, all the way from the teachers, my Lord God, to the janitors, my Lord God. I thank you for every single child, my Lord God. Your children, my Lord God, that are in these buildings, majority of their day, my Lord God, throughout the whole week, my Lord God. I uplift every school in this nation right now, my Lord God. I uplift the states that they're planted in, the territory that they're on, my Lord God, the land that they have been planted on, my Lord God. I ask that every angel be dispatched right now to, to, to those grounds, my Lord God, and cut off the head of the enemy, my Lord God. We cancel the assignment of the enemy that has been trying and has slipped into to our schools, my Lord God. I ask that you continue to hear the cries of your children, your innocent children, my Lord God, who go to these buildings, my Lord God, because most of them, my Lord God, this is their second home, my Lord God. This is their place of refuge. I uplift our, our counselors, my Lord God. All the staff members who are playing mommy and daddy and auntie and uncle, my Lord God, and grandma and grandpa, my Lord God. All the way even down from the kitchen ladies, my Lord God. But Father, Lord God, I even ask that you remove those who are in these schools, my Lord God, that are trying to do harm to our, to our babies, my Lord God, and just have a wicked agenda, my Lord God. All the way up from, from board members, my Lord God, and directors, my Lord God. We ask that you bring in a, 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 a fresh anointing, a, a, a new staff, new leaders, new children of, of, of women and God, my Lord God. A woman and man of God, my Lord God, to rise in these positions, my Lord God, and defend our children and our schools and our education system, my Lord God. We even come against that homosexuality spirit, my Lord God, that is trying to just overtake our, our, our children, my Lord God, the transgender, all that right now, my Lord God. We come against that wicked spirit, the spirit of suicide, my Lord God. Father, Lord God, we just ask that you continue to even uplift the young girls, my Lord God, who are getting pregnant, my Lord God, and having to balance school and, and learning how to become a mother, my Lord God. I even want to uh, uplift the teen program that's with Volusia County Schools, my Lord God. May you lead leaders that, that, that are meant to lead uh, correctly in that position to guide these young mothers, my Lord God. You see every hurt, every tear that is cried for these young girls that, that, are, that are struggling with, with molestation and rape, any, any sexual trauma, my Lord God, in these schools, my Lord God, thoughts of suicide, cutting themselves, and even the young men, my Lord God. The young men who don't know better, my Lord God, because they don't have a father at home, my Lord God. So we thank you, my Lord God for the children, for having them to have a place of refuge, my Lord God. I thank you for that shelter that they have, my Lord God. And may you continue to just keep it safe, my Lord God, but filled with your Holy Spirit and your presence and your angels. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
Heavenly Father, we just, first of all, thank you, Lord. Thank you that we have an opportunity to educate our people. But Heavenly Father, we just ask you that it's your wisdom, Lord. Not man's wisdom, not man's opinion, but your wisdom, Heavenly Father. As it says in Colossians 1 9, he says, Since we first heard about you, we've kept you always in our prayers that you would receive the perfect knowledge of God's pleasure over your lives, making you reservoirs of every kind of wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now, Lord, I just ask for that the educators, they will receive this perfect knowledge of your will, Heavenly Father. Again, not their will. They will become reservoirs of every kind of wisdom and spiritual understanding. But that only comes from you, Lord. We ask you, Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, to stir in them. Let them be the light that guides and trains our youth. As it says, says that we pray that they would be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all, all, all spiritual wisdom and understanding. We thank you, Father, for, for what, what you sent Jesus to do at the cross. And we ask for the blood covering over our children, Lord. Um, those um, who are belong to us and those who attend our public schools. It says in Psalm 119.73 to be taught, um, uh, Your hands made me and formed me. Give me understanding to learn your commands. Father, it also tells us in the Bible with all our wisdom to get understanding. Uh, to be taught that God's hands made and fashioned uh, the children and giving them understanding that they may learn and discern what is holy and what is profane and follow the Lord's commandments so that they know his love and liberty. Not what other people say, not what other children tell them, not with the influences that the world have through radio and TV and the media, Lord, but, but your spirit, Lord. Your spirit penetrate theirs, Lord, so that you're the lead and the guide and there is none other. And we give you glory and honor for this in Jesus' name. Lord, we come to you for the military. For every branch of the armed forces of the United States. From the general to the private. From the admiral to the seamen. Lord, we lift them up to you. We ask that you would bless them. And as it says in Zechariah 10.5, they shall be like mighty men, and I'm going to add, and women, in battle, trampling the foe in the mud of the streets. They shall fight because the Lord is with them, and they shall put to shame the riders on the horses. And I think about the fact that we're praying for the military, and yet our Lord is the commander of the army. And I was drawn to Joshua, so I'm going to add this. I hope that's okay. 
When Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, No. That's not really an answer. But I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped him and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take off your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Lord, are you with us or are you with our adversaries? And he said, No. The Lord wants us to be with him. The Lord doesn't want us to ask who he's with. Being in the military, or was in the military for 24 years, the different branches, they'll joust back and forth. The Navy would try to outdo the Army, the Army, the Air Force, the Air Force, the Marines, the Marines, the Merchant. But there's one thing in common that they all have. And that is they love their country. And they will die for their country whenever it's called to. And I ask you, Heavenly Father, that in Acts 1.9 you say, One eight, sorry. But I promise you this. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be seized with power. And you will be my messenger to Jerusalem throughout Judea. The distant providence, even to the remotest places of the earth. And Lord, you send these men and women to these places. To the ends of the world. And also into every country. And we ask you, Heavenly Father, that they will receive that Holy Spirit power. And they will be your messengers, Heavenly Father, to the world. Not only here at home, but in abroad, to where they're strangers, Lord. But we ask, Lord, that your light shine. Let them be beacons of light with the power of the Holy Spirit guiding them every single day. And that you bring them home safe, Lord. But Lord, just give them the peace, that mighty peace, that awesome peace that you provide. In your son's name we pray. I'm going to read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. And I believe this is a word for the church in this hour. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth it entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he might please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. We just thank you, Lord, not just for those that fight for this land this natural land, but those of us 
that fight for the spiritual well-being of the country. We thank you, Lord, that your word tells us not to be entangled or distracted. And so we declare that over the church, the bride of Christ in this country, you will no longer be entangled. You will no longer be distracted by everyday earthly affairs. But we thank you by the spirit of the living God, you will be focused in mind and in body on the Lord Jesus Christ and his mission and the mission he has for you as a as a person, as a soldier of the Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that your leaders in the body of Christ are filled with your battle plans, your strategies, your plans and your purposes, and they are focused. We are focused moving forward in Jesus' name.
Father, we pray that the Spirit would guide and guard local, state, and federal government. I'm going to read Isaiah 11, 1 through 5. And as we just sang, let the Spirit break out. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Oops, I missed one. Then shall, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of its roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight is the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist. Lord, we need all elected and appointed leaders that would be filled with the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, and of the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord, and will judge with righteousness by his spirit, and they will make law and give decisions, make laws and give decisions. Lord, we need the government to bow its knee to your spirit because only by your spirit can you actually make a decision that lines up with God and with the Lord himself because any other law is just chaff and so Lord we need our government to be under your authority under the spirit of wisdom and understanding and counsel and might and knowledge and fear of the Lord. It has to have those things or we will go aside like every other nation. God, give us grace. Give us grace. Give us people and men and women that will move by your spirit in Jesus' name. Our nation was founded as a nation of Christians, a God-fearing nation. Psalms 33.12 says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. Some versions say as his inheritance. Lord, I pray that the nation that began would be the nation that we are today. Lord, I pray that we would return to our roots as a nation, within our government, at all levels, within our households, as, a, as we vote, 
at all levels. The elect need to become the electors, Lord. Let us be your heritage, God. Let us be worthy of that. I fear for a while we have not been. So I repent on the behalf of our nation for that, Lord. And I ask God that you would bless us again and that we would be worthy of being called your heritage. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Amen. Getting excited with that song there before. Woo! Getting ready to take off. How about you? Anybody else? <laughs> Glory to God. Anyway, Psalm 89:14. Let's read Psalm 89:14. Justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before your face. Glory to God. America's foundations, we're going to pray that America's foundations would align with the righteousness and justice in the foundation of God's throne. Loving kindness and truth will surround us as Christ's love, life, and liberty are found in us. In Timothy, it says that we should pray for all kings and priests, right? For all of the leaders in the land. So, glory to God. Precious Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Glory to God. And we pray, glory to God, for the kings and priests, for all of the leaders in our nation. Glory to God. Father, we thank you that your justice, your judgment has been revealed. Jesus was judged for the sin of the world. And all those who respond, glory to God, to Jesus Christ, Father, shall be saved, shall experience love, life, the goodness of God, Father. So, Father, we thank you and we praise you that your word declares that the heart of a king is in the hands of the Lord and he turns it whithersoever he wants to, Father. So we thank you and we praise you, glory to God, as your body. Father, we break the powers of darkness over those in authority and the government in the name of Jesus and command the glorious light of the gospel to shine, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you and we praise you that your, your word declares that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous makes available tremendous power. And we know, Father, that because we pray and when we pray, you move by the power of your spirit in the name of Jesus. And we give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor, glory to God, because this is a nation under God, Father. And we declare that your kingdom, glory to God, will be revealed because you, Jesus said, my kingdom is in you, your righteousness, your peace, and your joy. Because your church, your body, praise, glory to God. We know in the name of Jesus that it will be and it is being released in the mighty name of Jesus. Because you are not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should repent. So we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise in the mighty name of Jesus as your body throughout the nation is united, proclaiming, declaring, and calling out to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, that your ear is inclined unto our cry in Jesus' name. Wow! Glory to God. Get excited. He's alive. Amen. 
We're coming up on the last mountain of arts, media, and entertainment. And with uh, arts, media, and entertainment, I was giving uh, 1 Peter 4.10, and that chapter is living God, living for God, and just how we should live for God and only for God, and all the other idols and all the lusts and all the uh, carousing and drunkenness that is in the entertainment industry and glorified in the entertainment industry is not for us. It's for the other side and we need to be on God's side and with uh, 1 Peter 4.10 is the specific verse and the Holy Spirit gifts would inspire the creative performance and content of writers, entertainers, artists, and the media so the audience would hear and see beauty and hear truth. And God's ways are so much higher than our ways, and he knows everything that is um, to be, and we just can't even comprehend and think like he does. So I would just ask for Jesus Christ to please intercessory prayer over the arts and media entertainment so that God's will would be done and Jesus Christ will be glorified. Thank you. So I was asked to talk about how Christians would not have to compromise their faith to get work, but would be treated equitably in this industry so that God would be magnified, not mocked, and our screens and stages would be filled with spirit-filled, meaningful messages of love, life, and liberty. And the scripture I have is Isaiah 26, 7 through 9. The path of the righteous is level. You, the upright one, make the way of the righteous smooth. Yes, Lord, walking in the way of your laws, we wait for you. Your name and renown are the desire of our hearts. My soul yearns for you in the night. In the morning, my spirit longs for you. When your judgments come upon the earth, the people of the world learn righteousness. Well, Father God, I would just ask, we need our own industry, Father God. Lord, they've mocked you since you walked with us. And we don't mock you and we love you. But Jesus, even when you would walk among the Pharisees, they mocked you to your face. Father God, the way you dealt with them was unconditional love. The way you dealt with those who don't know you was to show them your love. And the way you dealt with those who pretended to know you was to get out your whip. 
So, Father God, for this industry that is so full of perversion, and it is so full of wickedness and evil, and that is the norm in that industry, Father God. Help us who are creative. Lord, you are the creator of heaven and earth and everything, and you've given us gifts of creation. Gifts to be able to sing songs and to write psalms and to tell jokes and to act and to preach and to, to make people laugh and to make people cry. Lord, those are gifts you've given us. Help us to use those gifts to bring glory to your name. Lord, I don't care if the world doesn't respect it. But if we do it right, the world will see you and they can make their decision based on seeing you and what we do. So help us, Father God. Help everyone in, in, in the entertainment industry that's out there that serves you to find their path. To not become part of what that is, but to make it what it was intended to be. And as you move in our hearts, Lord God, let them see us and let them see you in us more importantly, Father. In Jesus' name. And lastly, lastly, I speak about Ephesians 4, 25 that the media would speak factually, truthfully, and defer to one another, not being political or partial to any one of their research or report. Lord, Ephesians 4.25 says, Therefore put away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are all members of one another. Lord, we need... We need the truth, not um, a truth that is deferred that someone might want to hear or have an agenda. We just need fact. We are all more than able to decide what the fact is and what to do with it. But we have to have the truth to begin with. Father, I just ask for the media in all of its form, not think that they have the right to persuade an entire country one way or the other, because like it says, we're all members of each other. That in love, we present the facts and people and trust people enough to make a good decision. Lord, let us not be entertained on what tortured and brought you to the cross. Let us not be those who thought they had all the answers, like the Pharisees, and they, and the, the God stood directly in front of them, and they didn't see it. God, let us walk humbly. Let us hear your truth. Let, it, let us hear it from the Spirit of God. And let us move by your hand, 
in your discernment. Give, give the body of Christ a much greater discernment in hearing your voice and being moved by your, your direction, not by those who choose our direction. In Jesus' name. I'm going to close out tonight with the prayer that they have given to us. I just want to thank everybody for participating tonight. Lord, we look up and see the billions of stars you created, and we praise you. We look around and see the billions of people you created in your image, uniquely, fearfully, wonderfully, and we thank you. Lord, wrap us in your spirit and unite us in your family. Thank you for loving us first. In your love for the whole world, you sent your Son to save us. Jesus, in you alone, we have abundant and everlasting life. Thank you for teaching and leading us to love and live fruitful and faithful. In your life, your death, resurrection, and ascension, you are our Lord, our love, our life, and our liberty. You came to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners. You have freed us from the penalty and shame of our sin, free to live life as you designed, and your destiny for our nation. So we ask, Spirit, search us, convict us as we repent for our sin and the sins of America. Please cleanse, fill, and send us. We rejoice knowing that your forgiveness makes us acceptable and effective vessels for your love, life, and liberty in our family, our churches, education, workplace, military, government, and art and entertainment and media. We pray that America will be united in love to serve you with all our hearts, all our ways, and all of our days. Unite us to pray, love, to live and walk by the Spirit. Conform and transform us as we pray and we proclaim. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We pray that over our nation, over ourselves, and we pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen.